Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. This is Michael J. Sutton, and welcome to episode 27 of Freedom from Fear. Why does God welcome me? There's no fine print in the Christian faith. There's no hidden agenda, no secret knowledge, no deeper code to unravel, no catch, no tricks or cunning plan. I can give no guarantee for a church you may attend, I don't know. I have long said, since I began Freedom Matters today, that Christianity and the church are not the same. Churches often have their codes, their languages, their rules, their rituals and their circles. But not Jesus Christ, not the Bible and not Christianity. There's no fine print tucked away. The Bible is usually straightforward and clear, most of it. There are sections that might confuse, such as the allegories of the Revelation of John or the the sensual subtleties of the Song of Songs. Overall, the writers of the Bible, especially the New Testament, wrote to people, hence they are letters or circular texts for a variety of localised communities. They wrote to be understood. The Gospel writers and Paul, among others, wrote to convince their readers that Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah, the one promised to the people of Israel and in whom all might find hope, peace, freedom and life eternal through knowing him by faith. The goal of Paul is to show that all are welcome in Christ. Why does God welcome me? For that is why Jesus came into the world to welcome all to eternal life. Now one of the fears many people have about faith is that God will not welcome them. That he might welcome others, but he would not welcome them. There are many reasons put forward as to why people feel this way. They do not not doubt the message of the good news concerning Jesus Christ. They hope it to be true. They hope that they might be welcome. They hope that the promises of God might apply to them. This hope is based on the fear that somehow, somewhere, sometime, God will withdraw his favour, his love and his promise to them. Often their reasons are based on what the church has taught them or life has taught them or their own heart has taught them. But at the end of the day, this fear is baseless. It is a fiction of their own creation. And the sooner they replace that fear with the assurances of God's word, the better. Paul tells us in Galatians 3.28 a similar thing to what Peter told the Roman centurion. God has no favourites. This should be a great source of assurance to everyone for what it means is that there is no fast track to faith, no special path for the chosen No lucky breaks for the rich. All people must pass the same way. All must face the same problem. And all must embrace the same saviour. The way of all people is to recognise their need for God. To see the salvation of God, which is Jesus Christ, and to understand the way of salvation, which was his terrible death on the cross. The way to God is not through me, 
but through the cross. Not my broken body, but his. Not my broken heart, but his. Not my broken relationships, but his. He stood in my place where I could not, in my stead, on my behalf, and he welcomes me. Paul wrote, There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. What Paul is saying here is that all people who are Christians have one thing in common, one thing that makes them who they are, one thing that bridges all the differences, and this has nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with their race, their background, their gender. It has to do with their status in relation to another. They are all one in Christ Jesus. Paul's primary concern in Galatians is to show that faith in Christ is simple but life-transforming. It is a personal decision to trust and not based on deeds or actions and it links both Jews and Greeks together. It is this personal faith in Christ that brings about our restored relationship with God. Indeed, faith is a significant theme in Galatians. For example, chapter 2, verse 16. A person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Or in chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Or in chapter 3, verse 8, Scripture foresaw that God would justify the nations by faith and announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. Or chapter 3, verse 11, no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. Or chapter 3, verse 22. But scripture has locked up everything under the control of sin so that what was promised, being given through faith in Jesus Christ, might be given to those who believe. Or in chapter 3, verse 26. So in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. Or in chapter 5, verse 6, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Therefore Paul is saying to the Galatians, and he is saying to us today, that what divides us is of no importance to God. It does not cloud his vision or his decision or his perception of us. Those who have faith are in Christ and are all one. There is therefore no reason to fear exclusion because it is Christ who brings us together as one, not ourselves. If we believe, there is no room for fear, no room for anxiety. We can stand with the rich and the powerful, with the Greek or the Jew, with the men or the women, because our standing before God is not in ourselves, but due to another. It is due to Jesus Christ. All are one in him, 
and without him, none can stand before God. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.